The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Tēnā koutou this is Toby Manhire with an episode of Gone By Lunchtime. This is drawn from our epic 12-hour Gone By Lunchtime megapod. It's the first part of it in which we discuss the first leaders debate uh, on, on One News. There's much more of this sort of goodness on your Gone By Lunchtime feed. Kia ora. I don't know. Whatever, whatever anyone says to me. Bonjour, bonjour. Tēnā My name is Toby Manhire and welcome to Gone By Lunchtime, the Endurance Edition. As I speak, it is 9am on Wednesday, September 20 and there are just 24 days until Election Day 2023. There are 12 days, Ben and Annabelle, until the orange signs start springing up around the villages of New Zealand. To, to, do, to, to do advanced voting. There's 12 hours to go until this podcast is finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it started off strong. We, yeah, we, just, we, just, we just need to coast from here. Like, um, well, that's the main thing. You kind of get a burst of energy at the outset and then you just carry through to the finish set, line. Set the tone early. You, say, you, you, know, you go to a party, you tell a joke, everyone laughs, you leave. <laughs> this is the same thing. You just like we we'll say something funny, then we'll just like leave. People will be like, "Oh, they're just taking a break or something." Yeah, or even a half hours later. I'm pretty sure that's what he actually did at my wedding party. Like, come and tell a joke. And you want to talk about that? Leave straight. You want away. to talk about your wedding party? Go there. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is one of the running sores in the um, what would otherwise be a friendship of the people <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> that Annabelle didn't invite us to her wedding party. No, she didn't invite us to her wedding party. She didn't invite us to her wedding. Oh. The important bit. I didn't invite anyone to my wedding, not even my mother <laughs> or my in-laws. But you guys, but you guys were both invited to my wedding party, but only one of you turned up. Oh, that was me. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, we've got. Plenty I told of time a joke today. and I left. If, like to, <laughs> exactly. if you want to renew your vows, we've got heaps of time today. Okay. We can do a whole ceremony in here. Two forty-five. Can we make that happen? My but husband's yeah. in Prague. It'll um, be hard. You what now? A marriage ceremony. Yeah. ceremony. We've, why not? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, a lot of other stuff. I'm going to run through the schedule actually in a second. Um, we're live streaming, and so thank you, hello to those of you who are watching on the live stream. We're also going to be um, slicing and dicing and parceling this up into podcasts on the stream. So if you're listening to that on, on a podcast in the future, hello also to you. Um, what is this thing? What is the Megapod? Is it a smorgasbord of politicians, pundits, and beloved spin-off personalities? Is it a festival of electoral democracy? Is it a celebration of people who love to do and to talk about politics? Is it my midlife crisis playing off out across 12 (laughs) excruciating hours? (laughs) Will it involve so many awkward silences we could stick it on a stage and call it waiting for Poddo? No? No? That's good. I don't get it. No? Okay. There's a ding, like one, uh, one awkward that, silence. Right. We should, like, can we get, like, a, a counter? Oh, no, he has actually be... got some musical, he've got a new music board. I've got a soundboard yeah. now. Somebody, yeah. can, what, can you... what would it be for an awkward silence? Maybe, um... All right. Is it yeah. crickets? Oh, crickets. Yeah, yeah crickets. They're quite Just to fill the unusual space. sounding crickets, but, yeah. Yeah, the, um, the pod team used this uh, adventure as an excuse to purchase a new soundboard and they will now be playing at festivals around the country. <laughs> Do give one of those. Meow, meow. I love that. 
I, um, want, I want you to do that one I every time that. I say something. Don't do that. Okay. Please don't do that. Um, Thank you. Okay. So uh, what are we going to do today? Among other things, we're going to have a bunch of re- regular questions. We're going to try and investigate the state of the national and uh, individual mojo level. We're going to do a, a, a sort of deep dive a vibe, like into a vibe mojo. Check. Yep. Yep. We're going to talk a bit about political TV. We're going to guess at the turnout. Uh, and if there's time, we'll talk about policies and campaigns and oh, all of God. that sort of stuff. Uh, killer lineup. Uh, starting with Annabelle Lee Mather. Hi, <laughs> Annabelle. Kia ora. And Ben Thomas. Kia ora, Ben. Kia ora. Ooh. <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to talk in this first hour when we get to it. After I run through this epic schedule about the debate last night, uh, which a lot of people will have been tuned into. Maybe also a bit about Angry Fence Man. He's a close personal friend of yours now, I think, Ben, or or more like your spirit animal. I'm sorry. Col- who's Angry Fence Man? Who are we uh, talking about? Vis- is it that guy Mokoraka? What's his name? Is it uh, Mokoraka, the last name? Yeah. Is he the dude? Mokoraka, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Mokoraka. Carl Mokoraka. Yeah. He's, yeah. um, he's, he's a Vision NZ candidate. He's the room in an unsettling dream that you don't want to enter. <laughs> he's a sort of dim figure. Kind of in every ben, photograph that you have, but sort of in the background. Like Slender Man kind of vibes. Yeah. Ben has written a very... Powerful and affecting prose poem about Angry Fence Man, which you can read on spinoff.co.nz. Um, in, a, in, a in a way, he's a new feature of the election. In a way, he's always been with us. Uh, he's right here now, yeah. in, in, a, in a very real sense. I went to school with some mukarakas. They're mm-hmm. very, very lovely, fun, no good people. I don't know him, obviously, but mm, mm. I, I know some of his relations. Good shout friends. out. Shout out shout to the mukarakas if they're, if they're watching. Yeah. If they're amongst the team, can we, have we got a count? Have how we got a count of how many thousands of people, people are watching us at the moment? Oh. How many okay. thousands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got sixty-six people. Sixty-seven at the moment. <laughs> there's a there's a running thread of what looks like current and former spin-off staff members who oh. are uh, okay. in the in the live chat. Are the, the Mokarakas a large family? They are. Maybe we should yes. send out the, <laughs> yes. send out the <laughs> Yeah, there are no Mokarakas in the It's like in when the when chat I worked for the MBR, um one of the first things that I was <clears throat> I was meant to do, you know, one of the first tasks I got was <clears throat> compiling the, you know, new appointments page, which is, you know, that page in, in physical newspapers and I think they still have it in the business herald where it sort of says, you know, so-and-so is the new sort of senior Newland sales manager of, you know, <laughs> this mid-sized Carpet listed court. company. Yeah. And I always thought it was just like a big wank. And the, the editor said, this is one of the most important pages in the newspaper because everyone who is mentioned buys a copy for yeah, $10. Right. Yeah. yeah. And... um you know, if uh, let's let's just start talking about some some, some other people model. who could it's a business model. who can bring an audience. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll also talk maybe a bit about uh, the campaign launch, which that uh, which that links in with, and um, there's a new poll in Te Taihauru, which we might touch on. Yeah, and um, a debate on Maori TV. Okay, so we'll do that. Um, but I'm going to first, if you will indulge me, I'm going to read through all the um, bits and bobs that we're going to do today. So you might want to just like have a cup of tea. <laughs> so okay. That's kind of. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome to interject along the way. No, you just you make suggestions <clears throat> for no, questions. You... Okay. Ten a.m. Mm. after um, the the gone by lunchtime classic wraps up, we've got in here Mad Chapman, Duncan Grieve, and Anna Rafferty Connell for more post debate chat. Some of us were in the room. Some of us were watching on the TV. Some of us were. Duncan Grieve's always trying to get on gone by lunchtime, eh? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a dream. It's uh, he's he's going to be on it more than once today. I mean, Ben wants to be on the real pod too. So it's and so do I. I want to be on the real. Well, pod. you can be I'm on the real pod. I'm insulted that they haven't called me in as the Kardashians we'll, expert. We'll do some. We'll, well, there's a, there's an hour of the real pod later on. You can join that. You're very welcome okay, to to you. join that. Did you see Duncan on the TV last night on the debate? No, he got a bit of airtime. There was in the audience, studio audience. Not, no, he wasn't not any unexpected. He wasn't disguised, Carl Mokata Naka, <laughs> like as a, a minimum wage waitress. So, so Carl Mokata was outside, leaders. outside with a sign, you know, and and then that was obviously quite a relief to the people inside TVNZ because like they could see him out there. He so was just down. He, he was just in, downstream from the debt monster from the taxpayers' just, union. Just, 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 yeah, just down the road from the debt monster, and. Um, they were they were scanning everyone on the on the way in with very very high security level, you know, and you can understand why. But I thought maybe that's maybe that's the 
the the most magnificent disguise that Mokaraka has achieved yet. He's got someone else to perform him outside, and then when the debate kicks off, Jess Much Mackay will rip off her face like in Mission Impossible, and there, there he is. Oh, name, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Wood, MP for Mount Roskill, um, until recently a senior minister, is in the studio to discuss the campaign. At 11am, Debbie Ngaringwa Pekka, co-leader of Te Pāti Māori. Cool. Uh, that's is, a good course, get. Yeah, that yeah. is a good get. They're turning down a lot of appearances. Well, let's hope that <coughs> she's um, that she's on the phone at 11am. Um, oh, Debbie, she's if you're coming on the, on the phone. She's, she's the phone. joining by the phone. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's out in the electorate. Yeah, probably. campaigning and yeah, whatnot, yeah, probably. We'll talk about that, poll. Uh, at 11.30, an Auckland Central debate with Chloe Swarbrick, Mahesh Moralada and Oscar Sims. That'll be fun. At noon... Are we going to bring an extra chair for that? Oh, we need an extra <coughs> chair. Okay, thank you, Ben. Just write that Can down. Can someone yeah, make a note for Extra chair. You yeah. at noon, the Green Party co leader James Short's coming in at 12 30 p.m. Noted political commentator Lara Greaves. Oh, yes, yeah, she's so good, she's cool. Yeah, at 1 p.m., the high flying national MP and education spokesperson Eric Stanford is in here. Critical fave, fancy. Uh, 1.30, Robert Patman on the election and international affairs at 2 p.m. Who's who? Yeah, I was going to – I didn't want to be rude. He's one of the most uh, interesting and smartest um, academics on foreign policy. Oh, good. And um, That sounds great. What's his be name? good to have Robert Patman. Well, I'll be, I'll be tuning in at 2 p. Well, you'll have it on the whole yeah, – well, Obviously, uh, I'll have it on the whole time. 1.30, that yeah. is. Though. 1.30, yeah. yeah. Um, hasn't been much foreign policy – barely any foreign policy discussion in this election so far, but – I want to know what the Maori Party will do in the event of the invasion of Taiwan. In terms of – um, what else? Oh, two o'clock. Winston Peters will say it's an attack on the homeland, and so we need, <laughs> we need to defend. We need to get the territorials out. <laughs> Wait, so just Taiwan? Ron Mark will be yeah. flying over. <laughs> like. um, two o'clock. Two o'clock. We're going to do like a whistle stop tour of or the kind of battleground electorates, the hot seats, as we're calling them on the site, with a group of my colleagues, Shanti Matthias. Stuart Salmonland, Charlotte Muru-Lanning and Joel McManus. That'll be fun. What They've been they? doing some really good reporting. They have. What on are the, they? On the spin Some really good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I agree, I agree. What are your hot seats? Uh, well, you can tune in at 2pm to, to hear that. They'll go through them, you know. I mean, don't want to waste people's time. and They want to hear more from you about the debates. It's already okay. 10 past nine. Sorry. Um, at Only three, 50 minutes to go. Come on, kick. <laughs> at three o'clock, Deputy Leader of the ACT Party and Ben Thomas's former colleague... Brooke Van Velden is in the studio. Ah, oh, another huge get. We um, tried. She, she, she's, she's barely been leaving the electorate with the the pitch, the trench warfare. That's yeah, that's right. There. Well, I, tr- I invited Simon O'Connor on. He wasn't available any part of today, so I will be playing the role of Simon Simon O'Connor. Wow. Um, uh, I've been doing a lot of work. I've yeah. often said that you're gone by lunchtime, Simon O'Connor. Mm. Thank you. Actually, I really like Simon O'Connor. It's a shame he couldn't come. Um, that would be that would have been a good. Well, uh, I agree. It that would have been, been a good, good slot. It. But it'll still be a great slot with yeah. Brooke Van Felden. Uh, any questions for for Brooke, or or any suggested lines that I could perform in my impersonation of Simon O'Connor? No. Okay. Three thirty. Ben Mackay. Ah. The dashing Tasmanian. Another great get. Um, he's an uh, Australian reporter in the press gallery for Australian Associated Press and keen to talk to him both about his impressions of the campaign here but also there's another another vote mm-hmm. on October 14, the uh, Australian Voice referendum. And this this is a huge, huge time for Ben because, I, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's been a sports reporter in the past and so... He loves the sport. He's, he's, not, he's got not just... October 14 here, October 14 in Australia with the voice referendum. He's got the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup the same weekend. Uh, mm. Who knows what will be happening in the NRL? Wow. Oh, wait, no, it might be over by then, is it? I have no idea. Uh, no, it might be. That it might be the final weekend. Cricket, cricket World oh, no, Cup will be underway. Wow. It's just everything's going to explode. With, yeah. yeah. And, he's got to, and he's got to cover it all within 10 minutes of it happening for, us, for wire service AAP. Um. <clears throat> what else? 4 p.m. 
There's still plenty of time to go. <laughs> 4 p.m. This is ridiculous. At 4 p.m., Andrew Geddes, the um, articulate, interesting expert on all matters to do with electoral law and the rest, is going to be with us. 4.30 p.m., Grant Robertson is going wow. to be. Really? In, in person? No, what not on the phone. Fancy. On the phone. But that's fine. Even on the phone's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Why don't we just turn off video for it and just let let people sort of... Imagine in the theatre of their mind that you're in the same room. Oh no, I think we've got it. We're going to put cards up for that sort of thing, right? I hear when we've got, we've got, we've got, and you've done like animated thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, great! Production values out the Not gate. Not animated on this, thing, but uh, live stream. We'll, 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 it'll look cool. It'll look cool. Um, yeah, thanks to I hear and, and Jane and Samuel and Isaiah for making all that work. At four fifty, Rough Munji is going to be on the phone too. Great, <laughs> terrific. <laughs> that'll be good. Mm. Looking forward to talking to him. See what Top's been up to. At 5pm, have you guys watched any of the Youth Wings uh, series we've done? No. No, not yet. No. They're so really I'm good. Save, saving it up. They're really good, and I really heartily endorse them to everyone. Um, I think all the episodes are up now, and the debate that we recorded at the Auckland Town Hall goes up tomorrow. Um, but a lot of people have asked over the course of doing the second series, what happened to the people from the first series, is what they ask. They do. Mm. And... Uh, so we've invited a couple of them in, uh, Felix and Ariana, uh, coming in to the studio at five o'clock to just talk about anything they like at all. It's about life. The, about, you know, that growing up. The three years since coming they of age in New Zealand. Were members of Youth Wings. Um, anyway, go and watch that. Not now, stay on, stay on the live stream. Or in the podcast if that's what you're listening to. Uh, at 5.30, Ollie Ness from Policy.nz is coming on. Policy.nz, another little, another incredible tool, thing to do, look at, in the service of democracy. Mm. Policy.nz, yeah. really good. Uh, from 6 o'clock, um, uh, going to have an hour with Bernard Hickey. Just thought it would be really just like a really what, deep what, dive what do you into think he'll the talk about? soul of Bernard Hickey. Well, I want to talk to him about Bernard Hickey. I want to talk about the the man, the man, the myth, the machine, mm. and the monster that lurks inside him. Mm. I think we'll eventually get there. An hour, an hour. You'll get there in an hour. <laughs> He's really excited. I was on a call Is with he? him at six thirty this I'm morning. I'm excited too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, he's really I'm looking genuinely forward to excited it. about it. Yeah, I think he's a fascinating guy, like in, incredibly smart, incredibly impassioned, incredibly authentic. Mm. Kind of a bit crazy. Very tall. Also tall. Is he? Yeah, he's oh, real tall. tall. No, he's one of those. Man. He's one really of those guys man. that you always feel like when you're talking to them, you feel as if you've been in your lounge and they've opened up the roof of your home and they're, they're leaning looking, in yeah. to kind of mm. amazing, like a Karl Mokaraka kind of figure. Yeah. yeah, I saw him at Citizen Park. Last week, but I was too shy to say hello. Yeah, I was at a farewell. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was uh, he was there, not at the same farewell, just at Citizen Park. He was just at the pub. And we were like, oh my god, there's Bernard Hickey. Oh my god, don't look, there's Bernard Hickey. You should have talked should to him. Say hello? No, no, we're did, too shy. Did he seem quite tall? He didn't seem tall. That's why I'm so surprised you said that. But to be fair, he was seated. Um, or as they say in England, he was sat on a seat. <laughs> Thank you. For, that's just for the British viewers. A little bit of translation services from Annabelle Lee Mather. At seven o'clock, um, we're going to really loosen the nuts on the wheels of this podcast. Yeah. For an hour of Gone by Lunchtime versus Real Pod. Do you want to come to that, Ben? Because you love. The I can Yeah, I saw that on the schedule, and I was like, "What the fuck?" What's Jane Yee up to? I, uh, Jane Yee, what are you up to? Jane. You are just the way you don't. No, need you don't. To don't do anything subtle. This is you know. You this get is right the, in there. The give it a shake. Product. Move it around. Repo. So, as Todd Scott would put it, it's Perfect. raw and real. It's raw and <laughs> raw <laughs> and real. Toby's gonna like tackle you on the way back <laughs> <of> the room. That <laughs> 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 Duncan, Gre Duncan Greaves interview with Todd Scott. Who? Oh wow. Todd, Todd was the marketing guy at NBR when I worked there. This is the current owner. And, of and, NBR. and then he he graduated to sort of being the owner and visionary and. He's, he did a lot of really good things. You know, he was investing in journalism at a time when nobody else was. Um, and, you know, did some really good things. But holy heck, an eccentric character, <laughs> you know, to put it mildly. And, yeah. and um, now calling for a review of the Crimes Act on citizens' arrests. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that dude. He's yeah. The guy yeah. Who, who <laughs> tackled to the ground yeah. and started shouting citizens' arrests. <laughs> 
and it's a, so cool. in the downtown <laughs> countdown. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, sort of talked to all the media about how outrageous it was that the police didn't immediately race there and a arrest the man and b award him with the world's biggest trophy mm. for, for, for being a citizen. Former yeah. young butcher of the year, which I think is actually, an, I think it's a, that's wow. an accolade that I think he has in common with Northcote National Party candidate Dan Bidwar. What? I a lot of a lot of yeah, great careers was, have been launched butcher, right? by being the. Best young butcher in New Zealand. Wasn't Graham Hart? He was a butcher, but I don't know if he was a prize-winning butcher, which is uh. probably why he had to go into sort of finance and business. Yeah, I think you this know. is a TV idea, Bell. So uh, the thing is, if you're a really good butcher, yeah. you go into entertainment and politics because you know you're sort of you're well known. Mm. You've got that kind of behind you. Dan Bedway doesn't strike me as a butcher type. He was a butcher. He, um, I mean, I think after he finished university, he was a McKinsey type. Um, so, you know, he's really, really covered the range, I think. Wasn't he a butcher and then he went to uni? He was a butcher, then he went to uni. And then and he went to then Harvard. He went to McKin- yeah, then he went yeah. to Harvard, then he went to McKinsey. And, um, that dude is like overachiever. And uh, are, you, are, you, are you touching on Northcote at all during in your, in your hot seats? Yeah, it could be. Could be. I'd like to hear about Northcote because I would have thought that that would be an easy swing back to national. I'm hearing whispers, maybe not, not really? quite as easy. So, oh. Well, yeah, and, and, and Bidwa, very hard-working candidates, you know, with a, as we've said, mm. fantastic CV, fantastic story. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear any intel that anyone has on mm, that. Are you, are you hearing there's been polling done to that effect? No, 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 just the, you know, the, the mood on the ground vibes. kind of thing. So, okay. you know, who, who knows? I um, think Shannon's worked hard in that electorate too. It's interesting to see these two young Tane Māori kind of slugging mm. it out in an electorate like that with, that you don't really consider as being... Having much of a, a Maori presence, but there is Northcote. But North there Coat. is there's actually heaps of Maori in Northcote. Northcote takes in um, Beachhaven, which is yeah. the Otara of the shore. Yeah. So, but if you're not from the shore, you don't know that. You just right, think of it yeah. as being like shore boys. Hmm. Um. So the that real pod hour will also do a bit of a remember when we might talk about the worm. Remember the worm? Yes. I, oh, I remember the worm. Do you have I fond memories the of the worm? <laughs> the, the worm, actually, the worm was the perfect symbol of our age, which is what do you think of the not just the sentence, the word that the the politician is saying right now? <laughs> there is no future, there is no past, there is no context. It's like react to the the word, the syllable in front of you yeah. right mm. now. And so Peter Dunn just said, "Common sense, common sense, sensible." And rode that to to uh, I think about eight seats in Parliament. I mean, yeah, that's right. honestly ridiculous, but but truly, truly the gimmick of our time. Uh, and kind of like you know, funny and stuff, but also disturbing because it it shows like just how powerful the media can be and and kind of creating electoral outcomes, even if unintended. Are we segueing here? Or are we segueing into talking about the debate? Maybe we should just cut straight let's to just, seven p.m. I think this is smooth. Wait, let's <laughs> cut, what's happening at no, I, I, I think this is this is a smooth segue. Okay, okay. Yeah, can you edit that bit out? Just, 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 no, we're doing this live. He can't edit. He can't edit our libels and swears out. <sighs> this is. Let me just say the last hour then is back to the classic Ben, Annabelle, and me. Potentially. No, you got you. You know, you know, you're obliged. <laughs> you're obliged. Of course, no, but. Um, Is anybody I available might have to, bring the kids. to babysit for bring Annabelle? The kids. We'll bring the kids. Bring the kids. There's a green room the kids out there. Kids are welcome. It's okay. all fine. It's yeah, there's all heaps. Fine. What, seven to eight? Okay. Eight well, to nine. Sorry. Eight to nine. Eight to nine. Eight to nine? Yeah. Eight to nine. Yeah. I thought it was seven to eight. eight How old is Mahia Rose now? She be, well, she She'll be, be six, six next six. week. That's oh. fine. That's good. Okay. Um, She's okay. an election baby. This is this is why Mahia Rose season. Yeah. So when Mia Rose was, was born on this podcast. She's the reason for the season. She That's was. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a it's hell of true. an episode. <laughs> it was. It was. That was Especially a, for me. That, 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 was the, that was the one after the debate, eh? Uh, no, after the after It was the literally the one that we did straight after the election. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the election on the 25th and she was born on right. the 27th. Something like Something that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. That was yeah. That's right. You, we, the, the, those all those stairs that spin off. Yes. Kind of brought me into three, labour. Yeah, brought you into labour. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and to walk three stories. And, and, and new new life, life emerged as a result. Yeah. And then I think about four weeks later, after 
Winston Peters had formed the government, we assembled for another quick fire pod. I had just had my tonsils out and I had been advised not to speak for three days. Oh, um, and but I but I said no. The the people need reckons. The people mm. need to hear. Mm. Um, and then a couple of days later, I had to go back to the emergency ward because my throat was bre- bleeding profusely. <laughs> <laughs> Great times. I love to see that ACC form head to podcast. <laughs> so, you know, the, our election season podcasts really do herald the dawn of a few new ages. You yeah. know, they're a, they're a real, uh, yeah, real. Yeah. And like, you know, have a strong connection to the health system as well. Yeah. Dawns, dusks, and danger. This is I'm good. Only 36 more minutes. To, um, this is the content people out. have this been is... like hanging out for this election. Yeah, I wonder if this is working if you're listening to this afterwards on the podcast. I think it probably is. Tahi, what's the counter? How many thousands? We're looking at 129. Oh. 129. Wow. wow. Doubled. Doubled. Um, Stuart is going to pop in from time to time across the course of the day to oh, update us with news. Terrific. Bits of news as it happens. I think he's going to... Are you just locked in here? You're not able to leave. No, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> I think Stuart's gone to see Christopher Luxon at a goat farm this morning. Oh, great. Which is just classic campaign content, isn't it? Christopher Luxon with a goat. Yeah. I mean, so, look, the yaks turned around Simon oh, Bridges' yeah. whole sort of persona. Luxon is, uh, I mean, basically, we've segued now, right, into we the debate. Some, we should have got some can, can I just say, to be fair, I feel like this is more the season of the donkey than the goat. Oh, like, donkeys so. are huge on Instagram at the moment. Like, my, my feed is just full of donkey videos, and they're amazing. So just a little heads up to Luxon's right. team. Maybe try and get him along to a donkey farm. Who needs the yak in their career, the kind of reprieve, the, the redemption the I feel like Hipkins a needs a yak at the Hipkins moment. Does Hipkins need a yak? Yeah. Michael Woodhouse, he might need a yak. Michael Woodhouse needs a yak. Or a donkey. Michael Wood actually might need a yak. Michael Wood might. I'll ask him. I mean, he's, yeah. He needs a yak. Yeah. Um, or a donkey. Just like just like Bridges, really, you know, very good politician, you know, uh, hit some speed bumps. Oh, that, I'm going to ask know, him about that. Kinda... <laughs> I wonder what Bridges has done with, with his yak. He's become a bit. He's become a bit serious and boring lately. Simon Bridges. Do you remember when he was uh, post yak time? He was on this podcast. Mm. He hasn't come back on this podcast. He's got his own podcast. He's got right? his own podcast. He People doesn't pretty... reply to my texts anymore oh, either. Is he not? He's no. probably watching. Mm. He's probably one of the one hundred and twenty-six people watching. Without a doubt. I'm going to make a note here about ask Michael Wood about yaks. Well, <laughs> um, oh, and of course, the most important thing: um, Stuart Nash currently up to. 3,000 press-ups oh, he in Napier. Needs a yak. He's up to 3,000 press-ups. By the end of the 12 hours, he He'd should probably be up to bench what, press his 40, yak. 46,000 press-ups. That's right. If he had if a we yak. We've got to get a camera on that. <laughs> 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 we'll just send somebody to check periodically. <laughs> anyway. Are we getting amazing feedback? Are people writing complimentary posts about us? We Is are, our content being shared? I'll, I'll see how many people liked my tweet about about the Good. Megapod. You check that, Ti. The most recent comment was from Marka, who said, "Ben Thomas, the hero we needed." Oh. or not need. Beautiful. But Morgan Godfrey yeah. says, "Good luck." I think. Okay. That's basically a pledge of fifty dollars. Why, why isn't Morgan something. Godfrey on this? Why podcast? isn't Morgan Godfrey on this? He's podcast? been he's keeping, his, he's been keeping his head down a bit lately, hasn't he? I think he's over. It. I think he's. Because he was, you remember when he was, oh, he's, he's, he was he's, about he's, like he's, fifteen he's, years old and sort of speaking <laughs> in these incredibly yeah. sophisticated sentences, so smart. And then he's like, "Well, I've done that now." Yeah, is that what it is, Morgan? I Morgan? think yeah. I think he's like probably got less time now that he's, he's finished yeah. school, and and he's got right. a baby and stuff. He's got a baby. That's right. That's he's got a beautiful that's, papa. It, yeah, oh, that's that's it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, mm. the, um, Morgan Godfrey, like great guy, terrific guy, terrific guy. Ridiculous to think that he has a child. Well, he himself, such a <laughs> he's a grown up. He was a, he was a baby not long ago, yeah. eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Once again, these deep existential philosophical thoughts. Mm. Uh, but he's, so, he's he he's he's setting the path. He's 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 going full yak. He says he's retiring after he? the election from political commentary. Wow, really? Yak. Yeah. Wow. Um, do send us questions because I don't know what we're going to talk about by the eight to nine. Hour, that last hour. Um, obviously, we've used up all of our yak material. Send questions in to me, toby at thespinoff.co.nz. 
Or I guess they can put them on comments right here or something yeah. like that. Is that a thing? Yeah, we, on, on YouTube. I've got them. Someone will harvest those. Yeah. Um, love that would be very helpful. You were keen and about on would you rather questions. Yeah. Could you give an example of the kind of question you think that could generate um, oh, you, interesting you do conversation? One. You do one. Oh. You do it, would you rather? No, you did one. I did one, but I don't know if I could say that one. I think you oh. Can you? I don't know. It might be okay. controversial. Okay, so you could say, for example, <laughs> you could email and say, Annabelle Lee Mather, would you rather host the News Hub debate mm. or um, be a marriage celebrant for Judith Collins? 100% marriage celebrant for Judith Collins. Okay. right. I think there are probably better would you rathers than that. Yeah. Um, but... Um, you had a good one, but you can't, is it, was there something in it that was a bit... Put, so, your, put your suggestions for FMK in the YouTube comments. What does FMK mean? will get onto it. What's, What's FMK? FMK? Fuck, Mary kill. Oh. Oh. No, they're doing that on the Project Vibes. TV show. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Did they call it that? <clears throat> they, no, they did, they, did, they did Kiss, Hug and Murder or Kiss something. Same thing. Well, we're we're going to take it to the next level because it's the, spin, it's the spinoff.co.nz. <laughs> New, Ze- New Zealand's we're not going to do that. New Zealand's leading. We are New Zealand's leading political podcast for the youth, helmed entirely by forty-somethings. Okay, all right. Um, Shush. Sorry, sorry. Debate. You were desperate to segue to the debate, Ben. Go on then. Was there something particularly you wanted to say about the debate? Well, I mean, I just assumed that we might sort of touch on it. I don't know. Oh no, I just <laughs> thought that you had some, some, you know, sizzling. Oh, I've got a line. I've got a line. Okay. okay. Um, I thought of this when I was in the traffic on the way here. Okay. Um, I was in. I was. At, I was on Morning Report, and I'd gone into the studio, and I was, I was, I was trapped in uh, New Zealand's infrastructure deficit. Um, <laughs> getting getting back to more, getting to Morningside in time for this, and um, Gareth Hughes, who was on with me, the former Green Party uh, MP, he's a re- he's a really good commentator. Um, I think he's he brings sort of a, you know, a bunch of experience, but he's very sort of. Um, sanguine and sort of realistic about things. Um, I really enjoy being on panels with him. But I think he said that, you know, going into the the, the, the debate, um, Chris Hipkins really needed a kind of defibrillator moment, something to really kind of kickstart the heart of the campaign again. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that moment I thought, you know, I needed a fucking defibrillator moment. Like by by the time that Luxon and Hipkins both said that they recycled <laughs> is the way of fighting Crystal climate Luxon, change. I was like, my heart has stopped. <laughs> like my 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 brain has decided that any any energy spent on this is like a threat to my survival. And as he just shut it down, hibernate, like into like fucking brain death or a coma for a little while. Um, just excruciating the debate. Excruciating. Yeah, yeah there the was Luxon em, was embracing recycling. Chris Hipkins couldn't think of a book, like no book, not a single book. Is <laughs> he able to think of? Isn't that but, amazing? But Luxon couldn't name a leader that had worked Shh. under. Wh- oh, when right, that, no, you know, yeah, wh- okay. which leader have you learned well, the most from? Sort of someone at Unilever. The book thing is so interesting, right? Because traditionally in the in the United Kingdom, you know, where they have that kind of you know, Oxbridge kind of Etonian sort of tradition. Up until really recently, it was sort of expected that if you were to become the prime minister, Mm. you had to write a book ahead of time. You know, David Cameron, who, you know, when he was a sort of, you know, callow 40-something former political staffer, Mm. he actually had to rush out a book before he sort of sought to get the conservative leadership because it was sort of seen as a kind of sine non qua. Like, Mm -hmm. if you didn't write, if you hadn't authored a book about leadership or historical figures or, as is current right now, the Roman Empire, you just weren't qualified to be a political leader. Our Prime Minister can't even remember a book he's read in his entire <laughs> life. <laughs> like, you know, because your favourite book, it's like, it's kind of a thing by default. Like, if you've only read one, if, if all you've ever read is like The Hungry Caterpillar to your kids, that's your favourite book, right? It may not be a great book, but it's well, still your favourite. He read a book at a kindergarten. I was who, in a kindergarten and Wellington was reading that a book. that question first? Luxon uh, answered it first and, and it he gave, in a, in a stunning I, win for Matthew Hooden, he named this fatuous sounding self-help book which about, is about the inner mind of a tennis player yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like applying oh, yeah. tennis pros insights yeah. to su- 
success in business. I feel like the way each other. The honesty of that, right? I feel like the way each other, like whoever went first, kind of set the tone for the other one. So when Luxon said, "What I've read lately is," and then I feel like Hipkins was like, "Oh, what have I read lately?" Right. Cabinet papers. So yeah. I feel like that's I what happened. I think you're right. I that think that's question. what happened. But it did also. The question was, "What's your favourite book?" And mm-hmm. he said, "I haven't read anything lately." Which is like, I've not read any books. Unfortunately, I've been busy since I was. I had some books read to me when I was a child, but since then, I've been preparing for office. The tawny, scrawny lion, which always <laughs> reminds me of Winston Peters. It, it, it is funny because you the know Gruffalo. there are, there, there are some people in politics. And you, you see that they had the you can re- well <clears throat> I can relate to them and you can see that they were sort of kind of you know nerds or invested in pop culture or whatever when they were growing you know in their teens and twenties you know like Barack Obama has spent his whole life preparing to be asked what's his favorite book what's his favorite CD you know um, he continues to answer that he question continues to answer year it every summer year. unprompted <laughs> you know and um, and <clears throat> and I think Grant Robertson is sort of the same you know he's always sort of I, he'll bust out flying nun or something like that um, but it's interesting that neither Hipkins nor Luxon is just sort of is that kind of person, you know? They yeah. Luxon obviously just sees books as basically grist, you know, their, their inputs, um, their, their 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 inputs into your into your product. Um, Hipkins may or may not have ever encountered a book. We don't know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he did grow up in the hut, I suppose. Maybe that's a bit of sort of added authenticity, oh. but. You're mean. When you're mean. I mean, but what was the se- what was the second thing you were talking about? The um, the leadership. Yeah. Quest- yeah, I've got a theory on that. I reckon the reason Luxon didn't name who his I I don't understand why he didn't say look he hasn't mm. been my leader but John Key is someone whose leadership I really admire mm. and That's get a good that, that, that connection good going. But when he basically kind of fudged it a little bit and wouldn't name a leader, I reckon it's because he was worried that people would start Googling yeah. Yeah, totally. and be like, yeah. oh, that guy, he's the guy that like, you know, fired yeah. 5,000 staff yeah. in a restructure. <laughs> yeah. He's been so I, I, yeah, 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 by yeah, people totally. who are number 52 yep. on the list being mm. exposed for their past social media activity. But he doesn't want to name someone that he used to yeah, work someone with. Someone who's like a, a corporate hatchet. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Laid off 10,000 yeah, right. people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually th- I actually think that's, sort of, that's probably right, yeah. My impression of the debate overall was that by the end of it, Chris Hipkins had got to the point at which he had reached the energy and the kind of level of momentum and and, and, and and engagement, that if he'd started the debate with that, he could have done quite well. But I was in the studio and they were very friendly. They sort of shook hands. Oh, were you a there? a bit nervous. I was there, yeah. Oh, you kept that quiet. I didn't know you were there. Well, I, I mean, I what a thought, fancy I'd guy. surprised you didn't see me on the, the cutaways to the audience. I didn't. I could see Mark engaged. Jennings, though. Okay, yeah, Mark Jennings was there also. Um uh, and 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 it was, it was very 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 cheerful compared to other things, times I've been in the studio and you sort of feel a bit more a kind of a little bit more not not animals prowling around each other but a little bit of I don't know a little bit of frissons or something there wasn't really much of that they were quite cheerful they were having a chat Chris Hipkins made a joke about the when they're getting their makeup done about the, the amount of surface area that was needed to cover on on Chris Luxon and that was a bit ho 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 and everyone had a nice hee 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 and then they got into it and then and then I it seems to me that Hipkins it almost the big vulnerability as we know for national is about this how they pay for this foreign property buyer whether the numbers add up on the foreign property buyer tax you know now that may not have uh, found its way into the national consciousness yet but it is still neither had show me the money in John Key times it sort of slipped by, and then I think Chris Hipkins went, oh, fuck, that was it. Did I miss that? It was in the first section. Chris it Luxon was, uh, went it back. It was unbelievably short, though. It was a very, sure. it was a very small window, it wasn't was a, it? it? I was surprised by yeah, that, I, I, It too. might have gone on. And, 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 and Luxon's response was, which I think was quite, you know, tactically quite good, was always to counterpunch with Go back, GST. Fruit, GST, fresh fruit mm. and GST. And, and fresh that's, fruit and GST. that's why this debate you know, the expectation was probably always a bit high on Hipkins that he was going to sort of land a knockout on that because, you know, we've seen Luxon, you know, on the ropes about it, you know, on Q&A. Um, I was in the green room in the nation on s- Saturday. It seemed like about an hour and a half of sort of questions from Rebecca Wright mm. about it to Luxon. Stand you know, up after stand up Stand up after stand up. Very difficult, yep. confrontational situations where, you know, Luxon – 
you know, either to his credit or to his eternal damnation, depending on which side of the spectrum you're on mm. um, or how you see politics, um, you know, just sticking to the line. In a debate, you know, you're never going to get 20 minutes on that one thing and and just that repetition and repetition. And also, you know, look, Luxon can't fire back at Jack Tame. Well, what about your failure to deliver? Yep. He's just got to sit there and take it. In a debate, he can immediately say, well, better than a couple of cents off beans and carrots or whatever, hmm. and which which he did, beans and then and carrots, proved it by carrots, saying it many, many times. It was almost like those... Um, so that's. I think the challenge that Hipkins had going into that this is what, you know, I'm wondering about what the advice is to Hipkins because, you know, we all expected that Hipkins was going to be the far stronger performer out of the two. And it's something, too, that Luxon kind of played up with the whole, you know, I've never <laughs> debated before. Oh my God. I don't is even know what it's hard. How do I do it? I don't know. And so I do What wonder, is this place? Yeah. Who are these people? What is, what is talking? <laughs> what is I've, never, I've, just, I've just emerged from the womb <laughs> Literally, this if you, minute. If you believed their self-assessments going into the debate, you would think that they would need full-time minders to stop them walking into broom closets <laughs> or, like, falling down a manhole <laughs> on Hobson's <laughs> <laughs> but but I think I do wonder if perhaps the advice to Hipkins because we know that you know people are fickle and we don't like to see someone getting absolutely monstered. We don't like unseemly po- politics. We don't like seeing someone get picked on. And I do wonder, you know, kind of a bit like in a court case where you have to show that someone's guilty but not completely vilify them because then the the, the jurors can sympathise with mm. them. If that's sort of the mindset that Labour had going in, like land your punches but don't go too hard. I think that's you know, a great point. Because then you look like a bully. And, and I, I feel like perhaps at the start, the sort of tentative approach that, that Hipkins had... Yeah may have been a reflection of that. And I, and then I think as he started to realise that Hipkins actually does know how to debate. Luxon. Luxon, that yeah. Luxon does know mm. how to debate and that he was holding his own. Yeah. I think he started to realise that he right. needed to he start. Right. He, was like, he was Muhammad Ali. It's he also, was like, I heard you could hit hard, George. <laughs> <laughs> it's, also, it's also Chris Hipkins is a very experienced debater in Parliament. Mm. Yeah. And if he brought his deb- debating Parliament debating game to that television event, he would, as you say, look like some monstrous... Like, you take any one of those yeah. debaters of Parliament out of the context of Parliament, and, you know, they just they just, they just just look like wildly bellicose freaks. Mm. And and that is not going to play. Yeah. And you're, you need to... You know, it's TV acting, right? Mm. You'd work in TV. It's different to stage acting. And the thing, too, is you also have to be mindful of the presenter and that you're in the presenter's space and that mm. you're not constantly, like, rolling over the top of them. And also, you know, you expect that the presenter's going to pull up, um, you know, the debaters when there's something said that's not factual and that sort of stuff. So it's not an easy um, yeah. space having, to be have, in, having, having said that, Ben, and, you uh, you know, that you're right that... That the he can chuck the beans and carrots, and you're right, Annabelle, that he didn't want to go too hard. But it didn't seem to me like he had a particularly pre-cooked line for that subject, the foreign buyers tax thing at all. And I just thought, who didn't Hipkins? Hipkins. Or, yeah. I, and I thought, why? Do, I mean, isn't that the moment when you pivot? You don't have to litigate everything through that V-shape mm. through. Jessica Much Mackay, you turn, as he did towards yeah, the end of yeah. the debate, you turn and you say, yeah. hey, listen, I want to ask you something. This is not the kind of budgeting kind of fiscal responsibility that we would see from Bill English. Why are you not being transparent with the New Zealand public about your numbers for blah, blah, blah? Mm. It just change, You change the dynamic, you ask the question directly, and then see what happens. And that... Mm. He did, he did, he he did that on whether, get, whether or not landlords would pass through. Yeah, their, their I think that's yeah. when he started to fire up and he probably got some better shots in over the foreign buyers' taxes when it got to that landlord segment and he talked more about, you know, the need to, to build our way out of the housing crisis whereas Luxon just wants to sell all our our house, houses to um, to foreign buyers. That's But, yeah, perhaps that, those things needed to happen earlier in the debate. I think he'll perform different next time. With that in mind, having seen um, Luxon's metal. Interesting, a few other interesting notes. For example, interesting to learn that Bai Māori for Māori was an invention 
by the National Party. I, I know. <laughs> Amazing. That was good. Here I was thinking that by Māori for Māori was by Māori for Māori, but no, it's by common, National common for Māori. <laughs> by National for National by Māori. Amazing. What, what, I thought was, what I thought was interesting about that segment, um, and I'm going to just roll in the sort of health stuff about Pacifica on, and Māori on waiting lists as well, I thought that Hipkins gave the best articulation Absolutely. and the best explanation Absolutely. of those issues that he has given since becoming yeah. Prime Minister um, and actually that anyone in his government has given. And it's a real shame that it's f- less than four weeks before an election before they actually managed to say that in a cogent way. Completely agree. Um, uh, Luxon, uh, Luxon uh, you know, tried to kind of, I think, demonstrate that, you know, He's not out there on this sort of mad kind of act tangent about rewriting the the treaty uh, or the principles of the treaty. Uh, you know, he talked about how he's been visiting Iwi, about how they share certain goals in terms of devolution and localism, which is, you know, all true. Um, and, you know, they I think both of them got into a slight tangle talking about the Māori Health Authority and this idea of two separate systems, which isn't true yeah. under any case. Yeah. And I think they both got confused and then Hipkins got confused by sort of accepting Luxon's logic but then challenging him on it, which I think just yeah. confused issues further. Mm. Um, and, and I think that Luxon started for the first time to give a good account of the way that he would see his government working with Māori, which is much more in that devolution space, working with Māori providers, working with iwi, um, and not so much through the institutions of government, you know, like a Māori health authority. And then he did, yeah, slightly blot the copybook by <laughs> saying the <laughs> national invented by Māori for Māori, by which I think he was sort of trying to lay claim to, you know, that, that national heritage, which is, is it was the National Party who, um, you know, in government introduced the Kāngareo movement. Um, they, well, no, they didn't introduce well, no, the but they, 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 allowed, they allowed for it and they, and they funded it, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and in a similar way, you know, mm. uh, treaty settlements, you know, that, that, that historical process started under a national government. Um, but the Waitangi Whanau- tri- Tribunal was set up under Labour. That was Machurata's. It, it, it was, mm. but it was... Uh, uh, was it the national government that allowed historical claims? Might not, might, might not have been. Can't remember. But, um, but also, you know, Fano Water, for instance, in terms, you know, was was set up under a national government, Maori Party initiative, but set up that, under a national government. That's why I found it so weird when Luxon started do, bre, bre, rolling the the coalition of chaos line and saying you guys are going to get into government with with Te Party Maori. It's like those things that you just claimed up were successes. By national, for national, for Maori, by Maori, were actually things that happened yeah. when you were in, in in a co-governance, if you will, relationship <laughs> with Te Party Maori. Oh, absolutely. But then, of course, you know, Chris Hipkins sort of standing up there fulminating the first time he came alive was to say, any government that includes Winston Peters is a government of chaos. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was like, strong on that as well. I mean, it really, you know, get the worm in there because it really is, you know, the no past, no present debate. It was just, you know, ultimately it was a pretty superficial debate, I think. Um, let's let's <laughs> let's move on from the debate then quickly and talk about um, the, the Te Taitaharu poll that came out. Oh, yeah, let uh, me bring up the numbers last of the night. line caller. Um, Pekka Mason got 34% mm-hmm. for the, the, the Labour Party candidate who replaces um, Adrian Rafi, who who is... Or going on the list, he's the speaker now. Debingare mm-hmm. Wapaka, the co-leader of the Te Pāti Māori, is on 29%. Haere Te Hepango, the, the, the national candidate, first time national, has stood in Māori seats for a long time, a couple time. of decades maybe. Yeah. Uh, she is on, former Whanganui MP, mm-hmm. she's on 12%. Mm-hmm. Lot, quite a lot of undecided, 16% undecided. Mm. Annabelle, mm. your assessment. Um. I think a lot of people will be surprised that Soraya Peke Mason is ahead of of Debbie Ngariwa Packer. I think you know m- most of us thought, given you know how well um, Debbie's done over the last three and years of her leadership, time. and it was she close, really close last, last time, and all of those things. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing in the Maori seat is for Maori who actually vote, they're seeing the numbers that are coming through in the polls and they're worried about what an act national government is going to mean to them and so they're they're drifting back 
to labour. So that's one part of it. And then, you know, when we look at Hareti's um, uh, percentage, 12%, mm. which is, you know, quite, quite high. Surprisingly high. It's surprisingly high. I think that's where we're seeing the party Māori and the Māori parties vote fracture because, as we know, Hareti has been endorsed by Tariana. Yeah. Mm. And so I think mm. those old Māori party supporters uh, you know, following Tariana's call, and that has split um, part of what you would expect to be Deb's vote off. What I find fascinating about this poll is the party vote: Labour thirty-four, mm. Te Party Māori twenty-two, National thirteen, New Zealand First seven percent. When I first saw that, I was like, "That is so strange," mm. given the comments that. Um, that Winston Peters has been making this election. But actually, when you think about it, I reckon what that is is probably anti-vax support. Well, I mean, I heard, a, I heard an interview, this is one Vox Pop, so it's <laughs> one data point on RNZ, they were talking to someone out out in uh, Gisborne Way, um, and the, the, the dude was running a shop, and he said he was he was very unhappy with the way things were, and he was unsure, and he was trying to decide between Te Pāti Māori and New Zealand First. You know, and there is that sort of. New, New Zealand not, First have always they've done well in Maori seats I know, before. I right? know they've done and, well in the Maori seats. Don't get me wrong, I realise that, but I'm surprised that given the rhetoric hmm. of Peters over the course of this campaign, and that he hasn't been in Parliament for the last three years, I'm surprised that it hmm. would be at seven percent in Te Taihauaru. But yeah, I mean, you know, this this isn't the first. You know, the Peters is not new to sort of treaty bashing, and I mean, he was running, he was been running on that uh, rewrite the principles of the treaty or delete mm. the principles of the treaty for years now, going back to sort of two thousand and two. So, you know, Peters would say, well, of course, you know, it's the, sort of the real Maori on the ground. You know, the ones with jobs, mm. the workers. You know, not the not the shiny bums in Wellington or whatever. You know, mm. so there's also Shane Jones doing the rhetoric of. When I see the the boys sit, sitting outside the place, I say to them, "You've got to go and get some." You know, there's that the cousin, the nephew, your yeah. nephews on the couch, on the yeah. nephs, the, the nephs. nephs. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some interesting get, get stuff happening job, like in that seat too, because <laughs> ambassador um, to the South Pacific on fisheries. Oh <laughs> my God! Stop everything. James just brought being a Mountain Dew. Oh. oh wow! Look sure. at that. My favourite podcast. Thank manager. you, Auntie Jane. <laughs> By the way, Brad says hi. Hi, Brad. Um. Uh, there's some interesting interpersonal politics happening in that seat too, because right. as we know, Adrian Dudafi is not standing, but his support crew in that ohe, I understand, have decided not to get in and support Soraya's campaign. So <laughs> I think she's going to be delighted with that result because she's kind of having to start from from scratch in terms of building up her electorate resource and all of that kind of thing. But, you know, she's a, a ratana lady and, um, you know, there's a lot of, of strength still in, in the ratana movement in Te Taihauau. Worth saying as well, and you've you've before run shows that have polled, commissioned polling on the Māori mm. electorates. Really hard to poll. Such a vast hard. terrain to cover. Yeah. And you're looking for people, a minority who are on a particular yeah. role in that yeah. area. Well, the thing that makes it hard is because, you know, the population base is so low. So trying to get, and hard to reach. Mm. Yeah. So trying to get weighted polls where you've got enough of a, of a, of a base mm. for it to be credible. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're only polling 100 spread, people, age spread, yeah. age spread, all of that, and, you know, you could do 100 people and it'd probably be reflective, but you don't have mana in, in the media if, you, if, if your sample is that size. So mm. trying to get, like, 500 or 1,000 people yep. within the normal time frame is so incredibly hard that actually quite often when you poll a Māori electorate by the time you get to the end of it it's taken longer and a lot's happened politically in that time so notoriously hard to poll but I'm, I'm interested to see how Whakata Māori's um, poll results compare to election night and great Māori debates happening on the hui and on Whakata Māori, Whakata Māori presented by my friend Tina Wycliffe former press gallery um, reporter and Great on, journal. yep, amazing journal, and on three with um, Julia Wilcox. 
And some really good leader interviews uh, and senior politician interviews happening on the podcast Mata as well. Yes, with, we've with been doing a, a series of um, interviews with leaders. We've had Hipkins so far, Martin Davidson. We've got um, David Seymour next week. And fingers and toes crossed that the National Party, if you're listening, are going to give us an interview with, with Chris Hipkins before the election. I know I don't that. I think the National Party is going to give an interview with Chris Hipkins. Oh, sorry, but look, Chris, I mean, maybe, sorry, Chris knows, Luxon. They're basically in a job share situation based on that. Sorry. The, the, the debate last my night. apologies, Chris Luxon. Um, you might have seen on Twitter this week, Moana Maniapoto tweeted mm. that that um, her program Tiao with Moana have not been able to get an interview with mm. um, Hipkins before the election. So hopefully, well, that's Luxon's also, also Luxon, been trying. Sorry, Luxon. Also been trying here. <laughs> hey, before we go, last I'm thing. just gonna call them Chris because then there's Chris like Chris. A, a lower likelihood of me yeah, screwing right, it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, before we go, I've got these questions. I'm gonna ask everyone over the course of today. Are we done? Nearly there. Oh. Nearly seven there. minutes. Amazing. We've got seven minutes. Um, so the first one, yeah, going to run a sort of sweepstake. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. But asking everyone to predict the turnout mm-hmm. of this election, which is obviously I think going to be quite important, quite interesting. Um, and uh, uh, the person who gets it closest wins a box of chocolate fish. A box of chocolate I fish. I really like chocolate fish. Oh, what would you like the price to be? Peanut slips. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, some 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 background. 2011 turnout was 74.2. 2014 77.9. 2017 79.8. 2020 82.2. What will it be in 2023? 20, ben. 88.2. 82.2. Did I say 88.2? Uh, sorry, 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 82.2. 
book in. Oh, you've got. I, you I, keep, I keep them in my medicine car. cabinet next to the adrenochrome, just in case of emergency. Thanks to the Invectin or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, look, we'll see how your mojo is uh, in a, f- a few hours from now. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. One hour to go. How many thousands? Hour? Wait, how what? many thousands? What? How many thousands oh. are with us? 178. Okay, Whoa. it's still going up. Oh, it's continuing to go up. It's just yeah. it's a positive So it's doubling every sort of tw- tw- 30, 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, by greater than the population of the earth by the end of yeah. the 12 hours. We are yeah. so beloved. Although there is somebody who is expressing their disappointment that it's not just this for 12 hours. Oh, right. that's true. That person that's sounds like they have incredibly A real fan, a real connoisseur, a yeah. real politics head. We salute you. Thank you for your service. Yeah. All right. One hour down, 11 to go. In the next hour of Megapod from 10 a.m. or Megapod number two, if you're listening to this in the future in podcast form, we'll have more on the leaders' debate with Mad Chapman, Duncan Grieve, and Narafati Connell. Then at 10.30 a.m., Michael Wood, MP for Mount Roscoe, and until recently a senior Labour minister, is in the studio to discuss the campaign, the challenges faced by Tamaki Makoto, whether or not he's going to get a yak. Thank you for joining us in the first hour. Can you ask him, you know how you talked about the 70s super band, um, Nashwood and Allen? Oh, yeah. Can you ask... I like. I'm. I'm really keen to listen. I'm going to download that album, okay. and I just want you to ask. Like, is that something that they might actually consider? Yes. And will they just be? Because Michael, Michael, like I want. We've harmonies. got a callback in joke from our podcast from a number of months ago, and we just wanted to, just wanted to put it to you. What are you, what are your feelings about that? Is it Alan Wood and Nash, or what, which order does it go? Na- okay. Alan Wood and Nash, Nash, yeah. Alan. Just, yeah. Wood, Nash, right. and Alan. No, I think Alan Wood and Nash okay. is the best. Um, way. The progress is slowed. Stuart Nash up to three thousand four hundred push-ups. Okay, thank you. So, oh, we've been played all. We've been played all. Oh my God! Kia ora e tewi, te ai he butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.